All right, welcome back to the Amner Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny. <sighs> and today we are here for like episode 98, I think. And I just want to start this off by uh, giving you guys some background on what's been going on. So I had a work trip scheduled where my entire company was flown out to a different state. We went to Nashville. My whole company went to Nashville. Uh, and it was work-related. It was like a conference. We had a lot of fun, a lot of drinking, a lot of company expenses, and my employees and stuff, just my coworkers are all just being degenerate, dancing, having a great time, a lot of country music and uh, debauchery. It was great. It was a really fun trip. I just got back. It is currently 1 a.m. OK, That's and it was it's 1 a.m. <laughs> and I want to tell you guys this, these like stories of what's been happening with the podcast and why we didn't release an episode on Monday, because we fully planned to record an episode on Sunday to be released on Monday, right before I was going on this trip. And then I wasn't supposed to record an episode today. Yeah, we were gonna skip, we were gonna skip this podcast. Yes, the Thursday episode was the one that wasn't gonna come out because I'm I'm get, I knew I was getting home. I was landing in Philadelphia at midnight and I probably wasn't gonna get home until 1 a.m., which is exactly what happened. I just dropped my I haven't even unpacked my bag. I literally dropped my bag. I messaged Kenny, I said, Hey, are you ready? And we're recording a podcast at 1 a.m. This is the first time we've ever done something like this. But <laughs> Kenny is like fucking ride or die, and I love him for this because. This yeah, is you the- hit me up. You were like, you were like, hey, because we were supposed to record on Sunday, and then your internet just fucking yes. got tanked. So I have Verizon FiOS, and my <laughs> internet at 11 a.m. I'm just sitting on a couch, being an absolute fucking potato. I was just laying on a couch with my legs up, like in a wife beater and shorts. <laughs> I hadn't showered. I was just watching a Smash tournament. I think it was, was it Riptide? I think I was watching Riptide and uh, I was just being a couch potato. Like I was, I was just being a bum. It was a Sunday. And I was like, oh, I got to pack my bag for tomorrow for this flight. And then all of a sudden my video starts buffering <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then my phone's like no internet because obviously I'm in the house. My phone's on Wi-Fi, So I got yep. really confused. And then next thing I know, I'm like, okay, so I guess that the internet went out for a little bit and it, it had been raining slightly, but not enough to like do anything. Like it was one of the fakest rains ever. So I was, I just knew it wasn't the rain, but it's not like I've never had an internet outage before. I just assumed that in five minutes, it's just going to resolve yep. itself and it'll be fine. And then it didn't resolve itself in the next actual hour, which freaked me out. And so then I started calling Comcast, but not Comcast Verizon, but it was Sunday. So like, you know how that goes. And then I got really yeah. frantic and. Long story short, it got to a point where I scheduled to have a maintenance guy come out to my apartment to fix my internet on Tuesday while I wouldn't even be here and was on my work trip. So it was like a whole thing that I had to do. So that was so yeah, he hit me up and then he was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, whatever. It's all good. I'm not going to be like, oh, Frazier, you you ruined the podcast. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it's all good. Shit happens. And then so, but then I thought I was like, man, I wonder. Like I didn't bring up the Fraser because I didn't want to. I didn't want to put any stress on him, make him think I care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let him do his thing. But I was like, I guess we're just going to not. I think we're going to just skip Wednesday, Thursday too. But then he hit me up yesterday and he was like, Hey, do you care if we record it really late? And I was like, Yeah, whatever. We'll we'll record really. Now, by the way, by really late, I thought maybe he meant like ten. <laughs> and then I hit him up today. <laughs> Because we usually record at like seven. Yes. Now we've been recording at like five. Yeah. Our, then, our recording time has gotten so out of hand. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, what like what time is really late? And he was like, like one. And I was like, oh, all right, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> I just I, wanted to know. The great thing about Kenny is that he is up 
at these hours, right? And I like yeah. he's naturally up because when he streams on Critical Hit Plus on Twitch, he naturally is streaming from like let's say 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, I work in a bar, so I'm up at night anyway. Yeah, Kenny's a night owl, and I know that about him. And I'm also a night owl now because I also work from home. So like I'm up really late naturally, even though I work in the morning until I, I basically work at nine to five. But then at the same time, I work from home. You do it at home. So you don't got to wake up two hours early to get exactly. ready and travel. I literally can wake up bullshit. at 8.58 and I'm fine. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely fine. Customize, turn my computer on. Um, so I, was, I, I felt really bad. And that was the thing. I was like, yo, we didn't give them a podcast on Monday. And I know people, you know, people use this to get through their workday. People commute, people, you know, travel, people go to the gym. People use the podcast for a lot of different things. And I've been getting a lot of messages from people just saying how much they love the podcast. Even from people who I don't even have added as a friend on like Facebook, for example. And I see it in my message request, which thank God I've been checking that folder lately. Uh, and it's making me confirm friend requests because some of the people who have messaged me lately, like in this past week, I got four messages from people who I am not friends with, but they had sent me a friend request and it probably just got lost in a shuffle of friend requests that I, I just don't even look at because a lot of them just seem like fake accounts. Like it's those fucking bots that are trying to sell pussy and shit like that. I'm just not here for that. They have, And I, I get so disappointed when I see how many mutual friends they have with me. And Yo, I, and I click that on it. shit makes me sad. There's so many times where I've seen just like a blatantly fake catfish account yeah and i'm like why do i have seven mutual friends with this thing like and it's all guys I'm like, yeah, always and it's some like, of y'all most degenerate friends I, I just feel so bad uh, but uh i felt really bad about not recording a podcast on sunday to release on monday and then the idea that we were already going to be off for the thursday episode i was like that's a whole week where there's just no podcast coming out now granted it's not to say that that will never happen because we do have lives outside of this but I felt like we might be able to still fit in one. So this, I'm so glad that we're doing this. And I'm so glad that Kenny was down for it because I really love doing this. Like, I cannot express that enough. I love podcasting. This is one of my favorite things to do. And I just didn't want to leave an entire week without dropping something. Like, I just feel like I'm not connected with you guys. Like, I love you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, if you guys, you know, do or don't know, uh, in reference to the podcast, we we started uploading clips. So now there's clips of the video versions of the podcast, like little 10-minute clips that are on the YouTube. There's two clips up. By the time you guys see this, actually, no. Yeah, there'll be two or three clips on the YouTube channel. There's two right now. And uh, as of right now, we're going to be uploading two 10-minute clips. That's the actual video version, so you can see us. Yeah. Um, two 10-minute clips a week is what's going to be going up uh, right now for the foreseeable future. And whether or not the schedule changes to there being more or less We'll see, but you get to see some really old clips uh, where I look an absolute fucking mess. And <laughs> yeah, I hate looking at old things. It's crazy how those clips aren't even that old, but we just look different to me. It's, yeah, it's well, strange. It's just very strange. I look that... horrible. I was so I was ungroomed because I was just growing my hair out. It was when I first started. Yeah, and I was just like letting it all happen. I was wearing a hat in almost every clip I saw, and that, that was early days of the podcast where I just was. I guess. I don't know. I'm like always self-conscious about my hair. I feel like I have to do like a full thing. Like I have waves. I have a really short cut. You guys know what I look like, but I just always feel like my hair has to be perfect for me to do the podcast. So I usually wear a hat at least back then because I was just like, so in my head about it. And now I just like, you were probably also conscious of like, I don't know, just being recorded and stuff. Like, yes. That, you know what I mean, that like too, I get that. That too. Yeah. I definitely had more reservations about my appearance when I first started recording. And granted, it's not like you're ever going to see me 
on here and like a fucking shirt with stains all over or anything like that. But I, you know, I cared more about like what I look like and I would just wear a hat. So I didn't have to think about my hair. And now yeah. I just don't wear a hat as often when I'm podcasting because I'm more comfortable. I love doing this. I love speaking about it. Like I don't sound as robotic as I probably did back in those days and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, we've definitely, I think gotten better over time, but, yes. but I, yes, I, you know, there are, the there are clips now, uh, basically yeah. short, clips from podcast episodes that we've done now being uploaded to our YouTube channel. So that way you can just like digest small interactions that me and Kenny have funny interactions. A lot of times the clips are going to be interesting stuff. So check that out. Our YouTube uh, channel has been getting a lot of subscribers lately. Like I think we're approaching 300. We might be at 300 now and we really don't use the YouTube channel for anything other than sometimes I might stream monster hunter. And then every once in a while I'll put a couple episodes of the podcast on there just to like keep it kind of close to yeah. I'm trying to get it going more now with the clips. Like I am trying to get it to go up there. Like yeah. when it hits a thousand, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hyped. So what I wanna do, I guess, in that case is that I will start to post the clips on Facebook as well. Like I will just link the YouTube, even though I know yeah. Facebook is a fucking hater. And they really don't like when you post any kind of link that takes you off of Facebook. Like they blatantly will probably not even show you guys that the I'm their podcast page is posting YouTube links because they just do not want they, they want you to, to post some shitty faith, dude. Facebook video is so bad. I used to hate so much when somebody would link me like a Facebook video because it comes on and it's instantly full volume, and it's just yeah. it's the worst. It usually doesn't thing come ever. on in HD. <laughs> and yeah, the video quality is awful, and it's always I'm just like, what am I looking? And then, and then like half the times it'll be like. The video, it's like half the screen, and then the other half of the screen is like words, like somebody wrote like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Mary Poppins, like in the really hood big or something. Like just some nonsense, and it's like, what the hell is this format? It's really bad. It's been bad for a while, and they haven't really done too much to make it better. Uh, what I have noticed though is that with trailers, so trailers come out on YouTube, but they also come out on Facebook Video, and they're pretty good, except that you have to watch them in fucking portrait mode. <laughs> So literally you will just be missing half of a trailer. Like I tried to watch the house of the dragon trailer on Facebook. Cause I wanted to share it on Facebook. And I was like, well, if I try to post a YouTube link, they're not going to show it to 90% of my friends on Facebook. Cause that's just how, that's how much of a hater they are. But yeah. I said, I'll just get the Facebook video version of it. So I typed in house of the dragon trailer. It came right up and then I found it, but I literally couldn't see fucking Otto Hightower's face as he was talking because it was in portrait mode. And I was like, this is the that's, dumbest shit I've ever seen in so my life. I was so annoyed. Funny. It was a widescreen uh, video cropped for fucking portrait. It was so dumb. The one day the, they announced uh, a monster hunter update and it was like, while we were recording the podcast, and then Fraser sends me an Instagram link. I'm like, what the fuck? Even is this? crazy. I know I'm wild. And it's an Instagram link for the Monster Hunter trailer. And I was like, this but that's is where I awful. saw it. That's where I saw and it. And then I think, I think like within not even five minutes, Fraser was like, in case you want this version. And he sent me the YouTube <laughs> link. Did. And I was like, I'm happy he knew. I knew. I'm I didn't say anything. First of I'm all, I'm happy he knew. First of all, if I were you, I might not have even clicked a fucking Instagram <laughs> link, to be honest. Somebody sent you an Instagram link. On Discord, they're a terrorist. So, like, I felt like I attacked him when I did that. And that's why I had to correct it. I sent this man a link to Instagram, right, on Discord. And if I was him, I would have looked at that link and be like, I'm not clicking that. But I will gladly Google Monster Hunter new clip or whatever. 
was nonsense. Yeah, that was that was that was some nonsense. But I did have a good time in Nashville, City of Music. Uh, lots of country music. They make really strong drinks there. I found out, and they have Nashville hot chicken, which I have uh, eaten. That's not good. Yeah, no, I've eaten uh, Nashville hot chicken a couple times there. So I I've ordered that in other places that are not Nashville, and now I understand why we get mad when people order a Philly cheesesteak from like Delaware. Mm-hmm. Like people are yep. like, "Oh, I had a Philly cheesesteak," or when you see Philly cheesesteak on a menu and is listed as fucking Philly cheesesteak, but you are not in Philly, do not eat that shit. It is trash. It's not a Philly cheesesteak. It's just not real. Yeah. And so the same thing is true about every time I've ever eaten Nashville hot chicken from places that are not Nashville. Now, granted, this is not my first time being in Nashville, but it's my first time being in Nashville because we went in 2015 for nationals. I think that was the worst nationals I ever went to as far as like how I performed. It was the first one I didn't top. I'll tell you that. I topped like four in a row. And then I got to that year. And I got fucking scraped. And I'm sure I talked about this on another podcast episode, but whatever. Nashville, when I went for Yu-Gi-Oh, I didn't get to experience the city. Yeah. And... This time I went and I got to actually walk around downtown and like go to a bunch of bars and like clubs and just see a lot of stuff there. Um, the Music Hall of Fame, like all that good stuff. Right. I think Taylor Swift had a, a center for education or something. Music education. Her name was on the side of this really big building that we were in and we had a nice dinner there. But I got to eat Nashville hot chicken from this place called Hattie Bees. It's very famous. And they're known for their chicken. It's so good. They have all these different spice levels. I got medium because I'm a little bitch made now in my older years. I feel like if it's hot going in, it's going to be hot coming out. I just don't feel like that at this age. So I tend to just get a lot of my things that I used to get really spicy when I was younger. I just get a medium now. I just get medium everything. I I'm, damn, I'm too stubborn, man. Like Gary, I was talking, I was, I was streaming Xenoblade 3 the other day and right. I was struggling with this one fight. And Gary's like, why don't you just put it on normal so like you can get through the game? And I was like, Gary, I didn't buy this game to play it on baby mode. And, yeah, I, and, I, and I, I feel the same way. Like, when I order hot wings or wings or just, you know, whatever, yeah. hot chicken, anything, I, like, look at it and I see the mild option. And sometimes I think to myself, like, I should probably just get the mild option and enjoy the flavor of it. But then I'm like, I can't do that. What am I, a bitch? So the thing and about I, this, I ordered a hot version. I do think that there's a bit of a difference because with video game difficulty, I for sure agree. Like, if you want to play a game on a harder difficulty, I'm not about to switch it if I'm I'm in a rough patch. Except in the case of God of War, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. shit is just not even fun. But that's a completely yeah. different topic, and we've actually talked about that before as well. Uh, but in the case of food, so they actually have. I think five or six different spice levels. One of them is mild and mild. I already knew that mild was just not going to be enough, but medium is the next one. Then it's hot. And then there's one called, uh, I forget they, they, they get the, the names get a little weird after a while. After yeah, hot, yeah, yeah. the names start getting really like, this is a heavy. I don't, I don't need like whatever your nonsense. Is. Yes. And my one, I don't need like Chernobyl. Like, it, no, I'm good. Yes, I, I think that was the last one. I think the last one was like Chernobyl, Chernobyl or, or Chernobyl. Nu- nuclear, right? Like they put fucking nuclear as a flavor. It's like, okay, that's not enjoy- like that's not even enjoyable. Um, but I did get medium, which is so that's so there's after that, there's hot, and then there's two more after that. And the, apparently the last one, no one gets it except this one guy that comes in like once a week. He always eats it and then he doesn't even sweat when he eats it because he's so used to it. And it's because his mom used to wash his mouth out. With Tabasco sauce as a child, apparently. I have a story for it. This, this is a story for me. The reason why one of my coworkers said, Hey, does anyone ever order the hottest one? Because he ordered the second to the hottest one and he almost died next to us. <laughs> and he asked for all of our blue cheese. He was like, Hey, 
are you going to finish your blue cheese? And I was like, I actually, I'm not even going to touch that. And so you could have it. He was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through my chicken sandwich. If I don't have more blue cheese, like I need to smother it because it's really like, it's really hot. And he was sweating real bad. We were looking at him and he's white. So he's turning red. It was a whole thing. And I was like, are we going to have to call somebody? He's like, no, I should be able to get through this. I just need ice cream afterwards. And I need a lot of blue cheese to eat this. And I was like, okay, at that point you're doing a lot and that's not enjoyable to me. I'm getting a little nervous. I'm going to slide over. You can have my blue cheese, but I'm going to slide over just in case you start like puking or awesome. do some weird shit. But it was really, really good. And I think so medium, I don't want people to think. Because the name medium doesn't sound like it's not really that big. It was still spicy. Like, it's still hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, it was blatant because mild was an option. And it, yeah. this is a level hotter than mild. And it blatantly just has so much flavor. And when you would break the chicken open. So I got chicken tenders and I got chicken and waffles and stuff. When you would break the chicken tenders open, you could see specks of like red hot sauce throughout the actual meat. Which means that that shit had been soaked some kind of way in whatever seasoning and flavor that they they used to where it wasn't just on top of the skin. Like, it wasn't something yeah. that they just, like, yeah. they fry you some tenders, then they dip them in some sauce and put them on your platter. The chicken had literally been marinated in something to make it soak into the meat. And when you when you see the meat, not only is it super tender and juicy, and I'm, I'm salivating right now as I talk about this, by the way, but it also, literally, you can see the hot sauce throughout the meat. It was fucking amazing so i went there twice while i was there and i enjoyed it uh do not get the banana pudding it's very strange i heard good things about the banana pudding from sean mccabe and i guess i'm just never going to trust him again as far as food goes because he said it was amazing but i don't think he really knows what really good banana pudding is because he's white and uh when I had it from Hattie B's, it was see-through which is strange because i've never seen banana pudding that was like to give you an idea it looked like cum. Banana jello. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. When I, when they when they said it in front of me, this is like very. You know, we're getting really raw here. But when they said it in front of me, it looked like actual cum with fucking vanilla wafers and and bananas in it. I'm. I cannot. I. There's no better way for me to describe it. It was like a fucking little bowl of cum, and it was see through. Like the the pudding part of it, the main ingredient, the main thing of it was this texture that was clear and i've never seen you know what banana pudding looks like kenny right it's like yellow usually <laughs> no it don't look like gum you know it doesn't look like that and i just kept staring I, I didn't touch it for so long i kept staring at it and my coworker was like how's banana pudding i was like i don't know and i was just like <laughs> oh no i was just Listen. like it just looks weird i don't know to what it tastes like but i've sucked the dick before and i just, <laughs> I just wasn't <laughs> i just wasn't about to try so i was really scared of trying it and then i eventually like i manned it i was like okay well fuck it like whatever you know you can suck a dick you could you can eat some cum banana pudding so I, I tried it and uh it just wasn't it so it, it was didn't it like look good. watery or some shit i don't it wasn't watery either it was a little more runny than i prefer banana pudding to be though but the overall look and texture of it was just gross to me and yeah. it, i would not consider it to be banana pudding you kenny i'm sure you've seen no, but I've had banana pudding. You've had it. And I've also, yeah. the next time you come to my apartment or if we have a gathering at like Medina's or something again for Thanksgiving, I'm going to make banana pudding for everybody because it's something I'm really good at doing now. And it's really fucking good. It's like black ass banana pudding. Yeah, yeah. Like it's for, it's a recipe from my family and it's really, I make it really well now. And I bring it to all the potlucks and stuff like that at my job and people love it. I bring it to everything. So I'm really good at making it. So I know what banana pudding should look like. And even if it's not specifically my family's, 
I've had it from a lot of other people's family, and it just has a look to it where you know, like, that's what they're putting, no question about it. It has all the correct ingredients, it has the correct color and texture and everything. And for a good example, what it should look like. So weird to me. Like, bro, okay, another, another, I guess, a PG 13 version of what it looks like is Vaseline. You know how Vaseline looks in a jar? Like, when you see yeah, the Yeah, that's nasty. It looks, Kenny, it looks exactly like Vaseline. But in all know, honesty, it, the color is more. You know, Vaseline is kind of like a goldish color, like a you know. Maybe that kinda, a bad batch. I, yeah, it was not good, and and McCabe swore by it, and I was like, okay, never trust me again. But they do have peach cobbler, and the peach cobbler was amazing. And I got the peach cobbler with ice cream, and I mixed it together, and that shit mm. was bussing. So the peach cobbler is really good. The waffles are really nice. They come with honey butter and syrup. The honey butter was fucking amazing. This is making me want to do our podcast episode on food again, part two, which will be coming. Uh, the wings were really good. The tenders are really good. Apparently, my coworker got he got bone in like uh, chicken breast or something like that, and he ate it with like a fork and a knife, and he fucked it up so good. He was like, it was so so good. He likes dark meat, so he got some like it wasn't a breast, it was like a thigh, I guess, but it was dark meat and it had a bone in it, and he loved it. He said it was really flavorful. It was really good. I don't really fuck with dark meat chicken, but the way he fucked it up and left only the bone, I have to assume that it was really good as well. Uh, everyone enjoyed their food. The fries were nice. Like everything was good. They have this, uh, the comeback sauce, I think it's called their own special sauce. It was nice. So yeah, if you're in Nashville or in that area and you can get Hattie B's, check out Hattie B's. It's highly recommended. Just don't get their banana pudding. Apparently do not order banana pudding under any any circumstances. They also have fried pickles, which I did not try. Uh, I just, I'm not a pickles person, but my, my one coworker, he ordered it and shared it with the table and everyone liked it. So for what it's worth, but yeah, that was just like a quick little food review, I guess of that. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, and now I'm back home and I'm so happy to be back. And yeah, so now we're, we're doing this podcast. And while I was in Nashville, there was a Nintendo direct and there was also a PlayStation direct. I'm just going to call it that because (laughs) fuck that name that they came up Yo, with for their own shit it's just a it's just a playstation direct like it's i don't know what state of play is supposed to mean yeah but it's a playstation direct and i'll be honest both of both of them were mid like both the nintendo direct and the playstation direct were mid except and this is crazy right because i'm saying they were mid but at the same time they also dropped some fucking bombs in the yeah, for me it's hard for me to say they were mid on the fact that I mean, so first of all, I'm more of a Nintendo fanboy. Uh, like PlayStation, it was like what it opened with was Tekken Eight, and that shit was fire, and then it ended with God of War, and that shit was fire, and those two things were fucking fire. Everything in between was like, all right, yeah. Um, well, although there ins- were some things I saw that I was interested in, but it was all just like, all right. Uh, the Nintendo one, its problem is just that it showed too many things like it just showed a lot of random shit yeah it was so, like, so much mid content that i just do not it does like, not speak to us at all yeah it had hard hitters like it had like boom that was hot boom like it had more things that were interesting to me than the playstation one it was also, it also had more of time, things though. that were like what the fuck is all this shit yeah i don't i'm not a i'm not a uh quantity over quality person so this just has a lot of bullshit in it and while that is cute like yeah it, there's a lot going on in this nintendo direct 90% of this is trash. Like, it's just straight. Like, when we go through this list of Nintendo Direct stuff, because I'm not going to board this podcast. I'm not going to do this to you guys and, like, try to sit here and fake talk about 
some of this bullshit that it's in this Nintendo Direct. Like there is a there's a long list, and a lot of it, I'm just be like, this is fucking mid, and there's nothing to talk about here. I'm just going to bypass it. There's a lot, and the PlayStation One has a lot of mid shit in it too. But like it's only it was only 20 minutes, so it was half the time on Nintendo Direct. It was literally half yeah, the yeah. time, and instead of just giving you like I don't know 25 mid things and two good things, it was just like yeah, here's like five things in 20 minutes, and we're done. Um, which I, I kind of prefer that more just because it's like, I don't want to, I was sitting there in the hotel lobby. Cause I, I, my flight wasn't until late. Clearly where it was 1am right now, my flight back to Philly wasn't until late. And I was like, well, I might as well watch this Nintendo direct right now. And I was sitting there staring at my screen. Like, yo, th- some of the things that are in here are really interesting to me. Like obviously Octopath Traveler two, uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild two, stuff like that. Like even when it opened with Fire Emblem engage was really cool. And then it's just like, what, what is, what is happening in the middle here? Like what I was just holding my phone, like what is happening? So, yeah. So it's funny. I just, I, I knew it was coming. They told us like two days beforehand. Also it, the, it got leaked. Um, I don't think all the content got leaked, but the fact that the direct was coming, got leaked like a week beforehand. So I knew a direct was on its way. Uh, and it was, it happened all, like leaking directs is crazy. Leaked, right? Yeah, people people go hard. Like, did so, the content get leaked at all? I think some of it did. Not all of it, but I think some of it did. Because I saw um, in the chat, in the chat, uh, because I was watching it on YouTube, I actually saw the YouTube chat as well that was happening, I guess, during the actual time the Direct aired. And when Zelda was about to come on, everyone just kept typing Zelda before it even happened. And I was like, okay. Yeah, but I think, I think that, okay, so here's what happened. The direct got leaked beforehand. Uh, even like the date or the rough date, like within a couple day window, and like that was right. And then what the leak said was that they were going to announce uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess ports for the Switch. Okay. Wind Waker and Twilight Princess got HD ports on the Wii U. And what the leak said was that we were getting Wind Waker and Twilight Princess in this direct. So at the end of the direct, I assume everybody was typing Zelda because they thought that's what they were getting. They thought they were getting what the leak said. Because oh, okay, like, right. they got the date right. So they thought they were getting what the leak said, right. these Zelda, these two Zelda ports. Interestingly, though, even though they did get the fact that the direct was coming correct, um, those Zelda ports did not show up in this direct at all. Uh, and as of right now, they are still not announced. So whether or not they're coming, I don't know. Um but we did get Zelda news as for the new Zelda game, but we can talk about it in a little bit. Yeah. So I guess I'll start with Nintendo. Uh, they started off with Fire Emblem Engage. And this game, I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know if this is a fully fleshed out new Fire Emblem game or something. I have to always defer to Kenny for Fire Emblem knowledge, but it looked really fucking cool to me. Like the graphics on it look very anime just the way the character's eyes look. And I guess that's like the general fire emblem. I mean, it has, it definitely has a stylistic arts, like it's arts, it's art style is very stylistic, right? But it just looked really, really anime. I like the graphics a lot. I like the main character. I like the double, the hair, like being uh, two different colors or whatever. Like it's really cool. Right now in the fire emblem community, people are hating the main character. Oh shit. So I'm like Absolutely in the minority. Oh, uh, well, I yeah. see. I don't, I didn't go on anything to see what other people thought. Uh, I don't hate him, but the, the community as a whole hates him. <laughs> I think they hate looks, his hair. What? I'm so shocked. I think that he looks fucking cool. I'm looking at it again right now. I just, I don't know. I think that this is unique. Like I'm not used to seeing 
this and mm-hmm. yeah as i'm watching this trailer again the graphics are really cool the character looks cool to me and then he has like this dragon form that he goes into and yeah. he also summons marv's spirit to fight alongside him which i thought was awesome so this game as far as i can tell this is going to be a like a fully fleshed out fire emblem game it has a new gimmick mechanic that isn't in any other games where you can summon the spirits of past Fire Emblem heroes, and it's really cool. When this trailer started, I um just the way it started, I was like, I think this is going to be Fire Emblem. Like before it even really showed anything, yeah. it just felt like Fire Emblem to me. And then they showed the mural, and the first character I noticed on the mural was this character named Micaiah from Radiant Dawn, and I started losing my shit because I was like, I just was like, holy fucking shit, why is Micaiah there? What it, like what does this mean? What is this going to be? And then I see the trailer, and the gameplay looks pretty good. There's actually some really promising elements in there. And then when it, I saw it was, like, summoning past heroes and, like, having their spirit or whatever, I thought that was pretty interesting, too. I am assuming and hoping that it's not going to just be the 12 characters on the mural, and that there's going to be other past farm characters that you can summon and use and shit. But uh, overall, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm it's excited for new Fire Emblem. Pretty game. soon, too. one okay. 2023. That gave me anxiety, okay? I, I'm I'm so backed up. I was just going over this earlier. I was looking at Disney Plus. And I was like, oh my god, there's like so many Marvel sh- things I got to catch up on. Same. And and then I have these games. Like I'm still going through Xenoblade. And then the new there's another Xenoblade update coming out that was shown off in this uh, Nintendo Direct. As you guys may or may not know, tomorrow there's going to be a Monster Hunter like direct, so to speak, and that they're going to show up the new Monster Hunter update. There's all these games that I'm behind on that I got to play. All this shit. And so they announce a Fire Emblem game, which is a, a, a series that I'm dedicated to. I get every Fire Emblem as soon as it comes out, and I play it. This fucking Fire, it comes out in January. Like, that is so goddamn... Like, it, I just learned it existed yesterday. And it's coming out in, like, four months. Like, And yeah. then there's games coming out, like... There's, like, a game coming out every fucking month. It's crazy. Yeah, and, like, quality games. Games that we actually care about. Uh, I think that the cool thing about this, looking at the mural of this new Fire Emblem game, so the main character, they mostly showed him as a guy throughout the entire video trailer, but as I'm looking at this, there is a girl version of him too, and that just seems to be a consistent thing from now on with Fire Emblem. The last three games have had it where you can just choose to be a boy or a girl. It's like the same now, including this one. Yes. So like yeah, the last three games and now this new one, you are able to be like Byleth is both male and female. And same thing with this character. Uh Corin, right? Is the number one? Yeah, Corin's from Fates. Yep, it's it's and, just, go ahead. Yeah, and Rob is from Awakening. And this one, I, I forget their name. It's like Al Alier or something. Alier? I don't remember. It's just really cool that now you're always able to choose. So it's like representation in that sense where your main character doesn't always have to just be a male or a female. Um, it can be whatever, yeah. whatever. I you also want. really enjoyed the character designs. Like the little trailer they showed, there was like a girl like spinning on her staff, like kicking people. And yes, I saw there was like she's a, black, right? She's brown. Yeah. Skin. Yep. I saw there that. was like a witch and like up in the air doing magic. And she, it looks really cool. I'm super excited for the game. I love strategy games. I love fire emblem. The game there, <laughs> excuse me. There's not much to talk about at the moment. We don't know yeah. much about it. Not, not even, but the spirit system, I'll take over for kidding. He's dying right now. But yeah, the, I don't system, know what happened. the system I where you summon wrong. the system where you summon an old spirit looks really cool to me. Just seeing Marth, 
uh, in a game. And I've not, this is coming from somebody who's never played a Fire Emblem game, but for whatever reason, I feel strongly that I want to play this one. I don't know why. It's just maybe because I feel like this is a chance for me to connect with Marth. And I, cause I've never, like, he's, he's the first Fire Emblem character I've ever known. And that's because of Smash, obviously, right? Yeah. So I feel like this is my chance to like connect with Marth in some way. Whereas I, the other games, like I didn't know those characters until I played yeah. Smash. Uh, same thing, but I know Marth for like 20 years now. Smash Melee is now set for what, 20 over 20? I do years? think this will probably be a good game to try. It, it seems like it does seem like it might be a simpler game than, say, Three Houses. I, Three Houses was a massive game. It's actually, in my opinion, not the best game to get into if you've never played Fire Emblem, mm. just because it's so much bigger than a lot of the other Fire yeah. Emblem games. Um, it can be over. But this game seems like it'll be a bit more straightforward and. The I, I really like the map design. Like a lot about it looked really cool. The the spirit system looks cool. And for people like you, like it's cool to give people a link. Like oh, I don't really know much about Fire Emblem, but like I know Marth. You know, I know Roy. Um, and yeah. there Roy's confirmed to be in the game as well. He's on the mural. Um, something else that's cool that I noticed. I don't know if people really put this together, but uh, the main character who has blue and red hair. Um, not a coincidence. They didn't just randomly choose a blue and red. The most consistent, now this isn't always true, but the most consistent hair color for every Fire Emblem main character is blue. The second most consistent hair color is red. So Fire Emblem main characters, you can flip a coin usually, their hair is going to be blue <laughs> or red. There is a few small instances where yeah. the, their hair isn't blue or red, but it's usually blue or red. Yes, the majority and of So I thought red. it was funny. I was like, oh, so he's blue and red. Yeah. I don't think the design of the character looks bad personally i'm shocked that the internet thinks otherwise but that's the internet for you right um the next game is a rant it's it's it takes two and it's like it starts the trailer starts off so wild it's like bill and sarah are having a fucking shit time in their marriage it's like yo fuck you bill you fuck you sarah and it's like they're going back and forth and then for some reason god's like okay like this marriage is about to dissolve like most of them do so i'm gonna turn you guys into fucking dolls and he's like oh come on baby we dolls and let me see if my dick still work and she's like no get away from me i don't want to give you I nothing i don't think that's how it and, happened at all and then it's like oh it's this it's takes too and they're dolls and they have to go through the world together like this adventure game where you co-op so you play with a friend and yeah. you're being chased by like evil teddy bears and oh, it looks it actually looks kind of cool though i'm not gonna lie like there was nope. one scene where they show uh, like the, go ahead let, let me interject so this game already exists it's already out on other platforms oh, it's right. just coming to switch um and I, this is a game i haven't played yet but i am really interested in play it i do i like i said i haven't played it but I've been wanting to play it. We can play this together. This looks fun. Not only that, it looks really... It, I really do think it looks really fun, and I like the co-op aspect. It is a game that you have to play co-op. You can't... But here's my favorite part about the game, and I love this for the developer. He had, like, this big thing, and he was ranting about it. He made this game co-op. You have to play it with two players. But he did the very cool thing. You only have to buy the game once. So even, like... This game came out on PC, for example. If I buy this game... I can play it, and then like, let's say I want to play with somebody in Australia. They can play my version of the game multiplayer. They don't have to buy. You only have to buy the game once for you to be able to play it co-op with somebody else on a different computer. And I just think that's so cool because he, he like had like a whole thing. He was like shitting on all these other developers, calling them all scumbags and shit. And he was like, "This is how you make games." And he was talking shit. It was okay. awesome. I like the idea of one person just purchasing it and then they could use it with another person because it is a co-op game, and it would be. I just think that it would it would probably tank if it wasn't this way. 
I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't even think they had a choice. I think that they, yeah. that choice was made for them when they made it a game that you can only play with with another person. But I'm not yeah. mad that this kind of game exists because I do think that when people have children, a lot mm-hmm. of times it's like okay, you buy the kids games, but sometimes parents don't even notice a lot of times it's like you buy them a one player game right it's like what the fuck are the kids going to do with final fantasy 7 yeah only one person can play that at a time so it's cool that there are games that are blatantly co-op and not some bullshit multiplayer uh version like mini game that's in in the real game that they have to play to like play with each other as opposed to you know like this is the the purpose of this game was to be played with another person that was the purpose of it and that's the only way you can play it so it's great for kids i think to go through and play together and they can yell at each other and have something else to fight over like you fucked us over in the end and they could be just like the couple in this who are fighting at the beginning um but yeah it looks cool the next game is fatal frame uh this is a remake this series has been around for a long time since i was a kid i remember fatal frame and not much to really say about this i mean it's just getting a switch i i'm not like yeah i don't know i don't have much to say about it either anyway xenoblade chronicles 3 the newest one has an expansion coming out with a new character who i don't even know what to make of her design it is very strange but uh, there's this oh, new character yeah. with green hair, and she looks like she can transfer. First of all, she has triangles, like the triangle button on PlayStation. Like they're on her cost. Like her outfit is fucking. It has triangles embedded. I'm confused. There's a lot going on. This is a Nintendo. This is a Nintendo game. But she has like blatantly. I'm looking at my PlayStation controller. I'm gonna hold this up for people on Patreon. The triangle. Oh, let me move it. Uh, yeah, the triangle that is on this controller, right? The triangle that's on this controller is literally embedded all over her outfit and it's kind of i'm just it's the same color and everything like i'm just wondering what's going on here i can't i can't help but to notice that but anyway yeah no no no. i won't know until i play her story but uh yeah xenoblade explain the game's amazing i'm still going through it um the expansion looks cool and something i love about anime games something i love about anime in general is i love how how shamelessly degenerate they are they're like we're going to add a new challenge mode and if you complete the challenge mode you unlock new special outfits and the noose they the, the guy talking says like special outfits as if it's supposed to be some cool shit <laughs> and then the image is people in swimsuits of it's course. just bitches in bikinis and like and guys with their fucking with their schmeat and their, and their, their fucking pants. like <laughs> like it's just swims like and this is like every xenoblade does this and a lot of just anime games i'm gonna say jrpgs the tales games did this too JRPGs love having swimsuit special outfits, and you know what? I am not mad at it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, after so, Kenny's still playing Xenoblade Three, and this expansion looks awesome. The next game after this is SpongeBob SquarePants: The Cosmic Shake. This actually looks funny to me, only because we just did our Nintendo episode very recently, and yeah. in our Nintendo episode, we talked a lot. Uh, not Nintendo. I'm saying Nintendo. I'm going to say Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah. In our Nickelodeon episode. We talked a lot about SpongeBob, obviously, because how the fuck could you not? It's Nickelodeon and it's SpongeBob. So when I saw this, I, and, and it's voiced, the original voice actors do all the voiceovers for this game, which is awesome. Because one of the things that I used to hate as a kid is when you would buy like a game like 007, Tomorrow Never Dies or some shit, and you expect to actually hear the voice actor of the guy who played in the movie, and then you just hear some fucking guy named Frank that they found on the street, and he's voicing 007. Like, that is not fucking Daniel Craig voicing him at all like that is just not daniel craig like that is some guy named frank that you found literally wandering down the las vegas strip and you're like yo i'll give you a hundred bucks if you say a couple lines like that's what happened yep 
Yeah, it, I, I, that game looks cool. It looks like a fun, like, little platformer, like yeah. 3D platformer, which I love 3D platformers. It's, they're kind of a dying breed. Um, yeah, but they are. I thought it was funny. They said, like, you can have different costumes, and typically costumes are just costumes, right? And they showed most of the costumes just being normal costumes. But one of the costumes was, like, Derp SpongeBob, like the one from the meme. Yes, with, like, his, no, yes his the one where he's mocking hands. you. Yeah, I like, saw that. One it of was... the costumes was Dirt Bob, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I love that for them. I definitely saw that because it was it was really early in the clip. I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, but yeah, this game looks fun. I mean, I'm sure that like you know people, I'm sure that people will uh, find a way to to shit on the games like this. But I, I think that this looks fun, especially for kids. Like, I think it's obviously geared towards yeah. children. But it does look like something that, you know, if I had younger children, they would love to play it. Um, after that, there's yeah. a rhythm game for Fist of the North Star, which... Yeah, this game, we can spend less than 60 seconds on this. This is, this is <laughs> I was about to say a bad word. This is dumb. <laughs> it's, it's a Fist of the North Star. And sure came up, it was like, you are already, and then fit. And then I was like, this is, this is so stupid. Yes. Uh, after that is a game called Oddballers. This looks kind of fun. It's like a silly indie game. Yeah, yeah, I like games like this. It looks like just like a mini game to me. It looks like something that it looks like a mini game in another game, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like it's just like dodgeball. It's like over the top dodgeball. Yeah, so I like games like this. This is some, this is a party game. This is something that we could play on Thanksgiving when we all get together. Yeah, and just like you know, somebody will obviously be the winner, and it can get competitive, but it won't be like super competitive because it's more fun than anything else. Yeah, for sure. So the next game is Tunic, and this is interesting because I actually watched your co-host for the uh, Critical Hit Plus channel. He was playing mm-hmm. Tunic over a month ago now, and I'm seeing that it's coming out, supposedly, so I'm confused on that. I don't know. It, yeah, so it's it's coming to Switch. Um, for some reason, I you know, this always happens. There's certain games that will just release on one platform, and like they'll take like a couple months to go to another platform. Um, so that's what's happening here, just like with uh, It Takes Two. Okay. Tunic is the same thing, where it was out on other platforms already, and for some reason it's coming to Switch late. Um, I'm actually surprised Tunic wasn't already on Switch, because it so, just seems like a game that's so fucking made for the Switch. It is basically like a different version of Zelda to me. I mean, that's kind of yeah. how it seems like it was marketed, too. I mean, it's called Tunic, for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, it's a fucking... Fo- yeah, like, come on. It's a fox running around in a, in a tunic. And doing very Zelda-like things, solving puzzles, fighting enemies, stuff like that, bosses and all that cool stuff. It looks really nice, and I actually watched him play for like four hours straight, and I was really entertained by it. But I thought the entire time that he's playing it, that he's playing it on Switch. So when I saw this, I was like, was he playing some hacked homebrew version of the game? But apparently he was just playing, like I guess, the PC version of it, and now it's on Switch. So that makes a lot more sense thank you for clarifying that check out tunic though if you're into like those kind of puzzle solving uh zelda game type vibes it it really is inspired by zelda heavily you can tell and it's called tunic again for god's sakes uh the next thing is front mission i played this as a kid a little bit Mm -hmm. i never really understood what i was doing because i was too young but i definitely played it as a kid i just like designing my mechs i spent more time and like the mech design studio of the game, then I did actually doing anything meaningful in the game. So that tells yeah, you how that happens to me in so many games of customization. I feel yes. like that happens to me in Monster Hunter. I spend more time doing my build than fighting the monsters. Yeah, especially lately. Lately, I just have I have not been fighting monsters as much as I probably should be. I've just been like doing other stuff in Monster Hunter uh, because I mean they made it such an immersive and really individualistic game now. Uh, and before this becomes a Monster Hunter podcast, I'm just going to leave it at yep. that. But yes, I know what you mean. Now, 
Okay, this next game. <laughs> this next game. It's part of the trend. This game is called Story of Seasons. And yeah, the, this is a remake. The first thing they said immediately turned me off. They were like, you can manage this whole farm. And I immediately thought of slavery. And I was like, absolutely not. I will not be doing any slavery. such. I immediately thought they were like, yo, like, did you ever want to just manage? <laughs> a whole... just be a no, 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 no. Because they just start like, it, it, I just felt like, especially being in Nashville, I was surrounded by a lot of white people. And I was like, I <laughs> don't know how I feel about me being the only black person in this room and watching a video about like how I can manage this farm. I was like, I guess I'm... you didn't enjoy the fact that there were seven more farming games showed <laughs> off in this direct. Well, that's the, th- I, I did not. And this was the first one. They tried to make it seem like it was a good thing that I would be mad. And they got this boy like he's working hard. So he's fucking scrubbing. He's rubbing on this cow so he can make Wagyu meat. And it's fucking pigs and shit in their slop. There's a lot going on. There's like some Apu looking guy. He's just fucking like, I don't even know his place in this farmland, but he's there. And there's like a little uh, fairy looking kid. There's a lot going on. So so I, I enjoy some farming games like Harvest Moon, for example. Um, they're fun. They're classics. I actually think Story of Seasons. I'm pretty sure this game is a remake of a Harvest Moon. Uh, it's this one or one of the other ones on here. I don't remember. This got a little too real for me though, because at one point they were like, "You have a kid, right? You yes, you marry." So I got so disappointed, so disappointed. In the game, they say that you get older. All the other characters get older as you play. Like the NPCs, they get older, they age, and you end up having a kid. And your kid could grow up and like go out and get a job. And tell you to fuck yourself, apparently. I was like, this is fucking awesome. And like my thought process was you would eventually age and like your character would die. And then you would continue on playing as like your kid. And you could like play through the generations and like you guys run this farm and like you grow old and die and like you have a kid and like your your one kid goes off to be a businessman. He's like, fuck you, dad. But then your other kid like owns the farm. Yeah, and they fight over it and they say like who's gonna get the farm after dad dies? Dude, and like one of them wants to sell it. The business one wants to sell it for sure. But then the yes. other one, he's like, We can't sell that farm. This farm been in the family for 14 years. And they like fight I over it. Thought you're gonna be able to do that. I was actually excited. This was the only farming game I was excited for on the on the list. But then somebody in my chat told me that, none uh, of that happens. your guy doesn't your guy doesn't die. Literally none of that happens. And then as soon as he said that your guy doesn't die, I lost all interest. I was yeah. like, all right, well, this game. The fact that you know, like people get old but like never die is corny. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. give me half of life. You know what I mean? Like, don't give me half life. Yeah, so that. that was ass. Anyway, after that is Splatoon 3, some kind of like, I don't know, Splatfest or some shit coming out for that. Yeah, they just do like a thing where you can join a team. They did it in every Splatoon. Basically what it is, it's kind of cool. Um, You know, it's a competitive shooter, essentially. Um, And they create teams. Where they'll be like, what's better, um, ice cream or cake? Or they'll be like, what's better, oh. ketchup or mustard? Um, they'll do shit like that and then you you join a team and then like you and everybody else joins a team and then so you play Splatoon and like you're trying to not only win the game to win the game you're also trying to win for ice cream or win for cake yeah like if they were like like chicken or beef like ramen like top ramen you know back when I was like in my struggle days I would fight for chicken so fucking hard. Like I would be for <laughs> chicken. Like I would yeah. be in the vanguard. Like I'll be a general. I'll be a five star general in the fucking army of the chickens. Like that would be me. And then the beef like brigade would try to come and fight me. I would be yep. all about it. It's awesome. So it's actually a really awesome thing they do to like have interaction with her. So I think the one they announced was like, if you were stranded on a desert of an island, what would you bring? And I think it was like food, 
supplies or like whores. entertainment. Yeah, or something like whores. that. Same, same thing. Horse. Are we not gonna come on? Come on. <sighs> this is the I'm there podcast. You guys know us by now. So but then moving on. It would be cool if I could set up a lobby in this Splatoon Fest thing. And I could choose the categories that, that we fight over. So, like, I could choose things like top ramen, chicken or beef, or, you know, oh, yeah, 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 butter yeah, yeah. pecan ice cream or chocolate ice cream, or like, I could, I'd be like McDonald's or Chick fil A, stuff like that. Like, or who has the best yeah. chicken sandwich? Popeyes or the new chicken sandwich from um, Wingstop, stuff like that. It would be really cool if you could just like set up a lobby. And you choose the categories, and people choose like they're like, oh fuck, that's like I'm a I'm a heavy Chick Fil A supporter, or I'm a raisin canes. Like I love canes. We do that when we get bigger. We get big enough, and then we'll have like yeah, fucking Smash tournaments. And we'll yeah, yeah, like, we'll, we'll right. set up our Discord to like like war against each other, Discord wars like, or something. We'll have chicken or team beef. Yeah, we'll call we'll call it a mutiny. Uh, but yeah, this looks cool. Splatoon. I know that there's a huge Splatoon community out there. I have a couple of friends who are like fanatics that's that's all i'll say about they're just they're just fanatics about splatoon they always try to preach the splatoon gospel to me and honestly i i just don't care uh but yeah for people who love it it's great after that is a game that i am really excited about we have this is out of the whole list this is the first like big one for us right yes well fire Emblem emblem's huge for me yeah Uh, but But, um, yes i like this game because we just played Bravely Default 2 in 2021, and that game was phenomenal, and this is basically just another version of Bravely Default, honestly. Like, it's the same exact battle yeah. system uh, with a different art style, and an art style that I really have grown to like. And I like the entire concept of it. There's eight different classes, eight different job classes, and each class is a so- is assigned to a character, right? So these characters have their own storylines, and you get to choose where you start from. So you're like, oh, I like the dancer or I like, you know, you little slut or you like the black mage or you like the white mage or you like the warrior or you like the thief or you like the merchant. So you choose one, right? You choose one to start off with. And they have an entire in the original game. They had an entire three chapter, like three arcs story that you play through. And it it's like fully developed, too. There's plots, there's backstabbing, there's there's heartbreak, tragedy. All this type of shit. You play these fully formed stories with these characters. And as you do that, you travel around the map and you end up finding the other jobs that you did not choose to start the game with. And you just play through their story as well. Uh, And then your party grows over time. So eventually the way it works is you end up with all eight characters, hence the name Octopath Traveler. Everything's Octo. So it's like eight characters. Eventually you end up with all eight on your party. uh, And the battles are teams of four. And you can mix and match jobs, so it has a really immersive job system like most of these types of games where after a while, your warrior can learn merchant skills and they can actually just be a merchant. And when you choose them to be a new job or a sub-job, whatever, their entire costume changes. It's a lot. It's very detailed for what this game is. Like, it's sprite-based, but, like, the entire costume change. So your warrior is now a merchant, and he has a merchant outfit. He's a black mage. He has a black mage outfit. And then, obviously, certain people are more geared towards certain uh, sub-jobs. So, like, your warrior is probably an idiot. So he's probably not going to be good at black magic. But you can kind of force it on him if you want to, but he won't be as good as the scholar. The guy who started off as a scholar, if you make him a white mage and a black mage, he's going to excel, obviously, right? Like, that's that's just how that works. Um, so it has a lot of cool elements to it, but, like, 
the whole point of it is to mix and match job classes to create really broken combinations and you can end battles as quick as possible and while also enjoying these eight different stories that at the end of it there's always like some big evil that all eight of them are kind of found that they're connected in a way and they fight that at the end uh it's it's just a really fun rpg so if you like turn-based RPGs that have a really unique battle system, or if you've ever just played Bravely Default, this yeah, game... the Bravely Default battle system isn't fucking incredible, and then when they made Octopath Traveler, which was essentially an offshoot of the Bravely Default battle system yeah. with just an awesome fucking art style, like, personally, um, because Bravely Default came out first is the one I played first, yeah. I'm biased toward Bravely Default, but I think in terms of art style, I think Octopath Travel looks better. Like, I... Like, I blatantly like the way Octopath Traveler looks more than Bravely Default or yeah. Bravely Default 2. And I like it because I, even though I played Bravely Default before this, I played Bravely Default on the uh, 3DS. And even though I played that first, I still really like Octopath. I actually finished the first Octopath Traveler and I didn't expect that I would like it so much. Like, I had no idea that it, this game in 2020, I think is when I played it, or maybe 20, it might have been 2019. It's been so long. But whenever I played it, I didn't expect that at my big age, that I would just love a sprite graphic game that's also turn-based because everything that's coming out now is like it's it's giving very like Kingdom Hearts wannabe or like Tales game vibes where you know 3D map you get into a battle and it's like you have to actually move your character action RPG. Uh yeah. turn-based RPGs just aren't as prevalent as they used to be when I was growing up. So as soon as I started playing this, I realized that I actually think I just like turn-based RPGs more than I like uh, action RPGs. That's just that's just like a preference of mine. Yeah, and so yeah. I played this from start to finish. It scratches stopping. an itch. That's the thing for me. It is does it scratches scratch an itch. That's a good like, way to put it. I love action RPGs. Same, but like I still miss. Like I, I don't want that. I don't want turn-based RPGs to go away. You know what same, I mean? Like same. So it, it just very much scratch, just scratches an itch. Yeah. Octopath Traveler, Bravely Default, games like that, these are games that I want to continue to come out for the rest of my life. Because, yep. like, yeah, I love playing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I love playing things like Xenoblade, which is a more active type yep, game. Tales game, stuff like that. But, but I still want the classic-style RPGs, so... Yeah, I agree with you. So, where you're saying scratches an itch, I agree with that sentiment uh, as well. This These types of games are needed to me. They're a different kind of game. Like they have a different feel to it. You get to literally sit there, stare at the screen, and analyze the situation without like being attacked at the same time. So yeah. I like that style. It's more strategic in that in a different way. Like they're obviously action RPGs are strategic too, just in a different way. So I'm really excited for this. I didn't know that we would be getting this uh so yeah. soon. But I, I didn't expect this at all. I'm sure someone did, but when this popped up, like I was giddy. I yeah. did not know we were getting off. This made me two. very happy. And also, I, I cannot stress this enough. The character designs are so unique. When they went through the eight characters, so I played the first game and I remember what every one of them looks like. They found a way, because all the classes are the same. Like they have the warrior, the scholar, and all that stuff. Again, right? Apothecary. All of them are the same. But they look so different now. That it's gonna, it's not gonna feel the same choosing the warrior that you were in the first one and the warrior that you are like if you choose the warrior in this yeah. one. Uh, this the warrior in this one is actually a samurai. Yep. Like he's in some, he's on some feudal Japan. They, they probably have like different, like they're those probably going to be some skills that are still like from Brave yes, Default One, but there's good. going to be like new skills or different skills to mix it up as well to make yes. them feel even more different. But his name is Hikari, and he's blatantly a fucking samurai, and 
I just think that's really cool. They completely changed up because the first guy uh, from the uh, Octopath Traveler 1, he was more of a mercenary style guy. He was more of a Game of Thrones, big armor wearing dude. Mm-hmm. And that was his vibe. He was very honorable. He was like hand of the king type vibes, right? Like he was a he was the a king's guard is more accurate. He was a king's guard guy, and this guy is more feudal Japan samurai style. So I'm really liking that. You're completely it's completely different this time. Uh, and one of the other things, the scholar, the black mage, his name is Oswald. He seems evil. Like they actually tell yeah, you. Dude. He seems all like yeah, he's like out for revenge yes, or something, right? They That's tell what you, they said. Yeah, they like a, a scholar, which is a black mage, out for revenge. And I was like, holy shit! And he's he, the name Oswald is also kind of like you know usually an evil character. Dude, he was looking like I I was getting like Full Metal Alchemist vibes. Like he was like over the fuck. Like he looked out of his mind. Like he he looked like like Hohenheim or some shit. I don't know. He, does, like, he doesn't. He just, yeah, he has long white hair and like this really close beard. Um, he looks like he casts spells, but not, not for good. Not for me. Yeah. So I really like the character design and I'm interested to play through these arcs that they have, these story arcs that they have that are fully developed. Again, I can't stress it enough. They, the game is just really well done. If you didn't play the first one, I, I highly recommend you play the first one. Also because this doesn't look like they changed anything as far as graphics. So if, you're, if you want to play the second one, you might as well play the first one because it's essentially the same exact game with just different stories, different characters. But so everything just be a new. It's the same game, but it's a new game. It's just more stories. Yes, more stories. So it's like they added another eight characters to it, uh, and that's really it is a different world. But as far as the the look of the game, like it looks very, very much the same, which I am appreciative of because nothing was wrong with the first one and the music. Oh my god, the music of Octopath Traveler because it's a Square game. Yeah, baby. it just looks. It looks so good, and then the sounds so good because Square is so good at developing. When OSDs. did they give a release date for this? I don't think so. Uh, I um. So I actually myself ha- have never ended the first Octopath Traveler, so yeah. I think I'm going to get on that. I think I'm gonna get my hands on it again. Oh, and, they did um, February 24th. I fucking th- there's just too many games. So this is man. when Bravely Default came out in 2021. Oh my, because it's just like Fire Emblem comes out in January. Yep. This comes out in February. No way you can Pokemon, do both. Pokemon comes out in like November. Yep. Um, and then I think there's just like so many other like and yeah, then so Zelda comes out in May, and there's like other games in between. This there. is the exact timeline we had for Brave and Default in 2021, and then Monster Hunter Rise in May. Like it came out, it came out in March, actually. So we had like one month to play Brave and Default, which we actually accomplished that. Um Octopath Traveler is also a game that I think we could complete. In a month or under, like it, it's not they're yeah, not yeah. they're not games that you will have to play like hundreds of hours on. I don't think so. Like I was able to get go through all eight stories and then get all the special job classes that are like in post end game whatever. I get all the special job classes, then fight the real ultimate. But it's always like a real ultimate boss after you do all eight stories. There's like one big boss that you fight, obviously. And uh, you, I did all of that, and I don't think it took me longer than like three three to four weeks. So. It's yeah, but there is a lot of games coming out. Like Kenny said, I agree. And this, when I saw this in the direct, I was very, very happy because this is one of the best RPGs I played in the last ten years. And I, I do not jest when I say that. This is literally one of the best RPGs I've played in the last ten years. Easily, it's probably in my top three. Like I love it that much. It's very good, very good. Um. Okay. What's after this? So I'm just fast forwarding here. A magical home awaits. Uh, 
another farm game. Uh, Hard Pass. Yeah, there's Fae Farm. Fae Farm's a a fucking farming game. They're they're bringing uh, Theater Rhythm, The Rhythm, the Rhythm Final Fantasy game to the Switch. That's really cool. Um, that's really cool. I mean, it's just great. Final Fantasy music's amazing. Rhythm Game Four is amazing. Yep. Um, after that, that that was cool. Mario. They showed uh, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. They showed more of that, which is cool. Rune Factory Three. Is the Rune Factor is a classic series, but I never personally got into it, so I don't know much about it. Yep, skip. Um, Nintendo sixty four NSO expansion. So this is actually so, really nice. So this is cool. They're adding a bunch of games, but all the stuff they're adding is looks good. Um, they're adding Pokemon Stadium one and two, which it's cool, but also disappointing because it even said right on the thing, there's no way to transfer Pokemon to these versions of the game, which just like kind of defeats half the purpose of the game. It does. It's like transferring your own Pokemon into it. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? But, but I immediately thought about the mini games. I just thought, <laughs> I thought about the mini games immediately, Kenny. That's but here's the thing: they're adding Mario Party one, two, and three. I so like, you that. got mini games on lock. You do have mini games on lock, but the Pokemon mini games, come on, mini games with Pokemon, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's definitely fun. But uh, Goldeneye, you know, this is the big. biggest. So game. I don't. I'm just very interested. They're adding Goldeneye, the the original. FPS, and what I mean by that is it's the one that really got people yes. in the FPSs, right? So the fact that they're adding this to the N64 online is really cool, because first of all, getting the licensing for this again probably was not easy. Secondly, the fact that they confirmed that it is going to have online play. So you're going to be able to play like the FPS that got people in the FPSs online, the original N64 one. I think it's going to be really cool. But here is what I'm very curious about. Is it going to be online play, but still split screen? <laughs> or is it going to be yeah. online play and you have your own screen? Because the way these work so far is like you play online, but it, it kind of like connects your two games, but it's like you're still playing the same console, essentially. Yeah. And so I wonder if like, because that game is a split screen game. So I wonder if you're going to be playing online, <laughs> but it's still going to be split screen, which is kind of hilarious. Oh, man. I heard that that controller for the Nintendo 64 was the X-Wing or some shit. Um, I heard that controller has been being scalped really bad online. Yeah, I've been trying to buy it. I really, really want it. Um, it's just, every time it's in stock, it immediately sells out. Yeah, so. well, people are buying it to resell it on StockX because it's just, they're selling it for $115, apparently. So, yeah, they can fuck off. Yeah, that's really ignorant uh, because that controller, as you guys know, I don't fuck with that controller. I mean, I used it when I had to, but like, it's not a controller that I would pleasantly want to use again. I understand people who want to buy it because if I'm playing in 64 games, like, it you know if you want to play with the N64 controller that's fine i get it yeah. uh but the fact that people are trying to or not trying to the fact that people are just buying all of them up with bots and then selling them for 100 plus dollars is wild and i i don't blame Period. Nintendo at all for that cuz it's not like they're making them scarce i don't think they're doing the best they can to produce them with the constraints of you know, a world post pandemic that still has supply chain issues across the board, the price of gas and everything, which affects yeah, there's not much Nintendo can do about yes. it. Manufacturing is affected by gas prices, supply chain issues that are been that have been happening for the last two years. So everything that's having a hard time being manufactured, I'm not surprised by it. Um, but people are just taking advantage of it, like graphics cards, things like that that you need to build PCs, like all this stuff has been scarce throughout the last two years because they're just you know, all the issues that we've been having and people know about it and are taking advantage of it. And I don't hate the, uh, I don't hate the player. You know, I hate the game. Like it's, it's, is 
people are going to find ways to make money. I understand that. Like, I also resell sneakers and things like that on StockX. So I can't sit here and be like, I'm mad that people are doing this. It just, it does suck always when somebody genuinely wants it to use it. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad at people who, you know, are buying it and selling it. It's like, I just want to make money or whatever. That's fine. Like, that's a hustle. I get it. I do the same thing. But it does suck sometimes when some people are just like, I want to wear those sneakers or I want to play with that controller. And they're just like, I just want to make money off it of just, it. Yeah. It just, it's frustrating because yeah. like people, it's not like people just buy one. People buy fucking 30 of yes. them. And, it's and like, there's no way to stop them. I can tell you as a guy who used to use sneaker bots. There's nothing you could do. You 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 stand once you realize how absurd sneaker bots are, like bots are in general, I guess. But I've only had experiences using sneaker ones. Uh, once you realize how absurdly advantageous they are to regular people trying to check out, it is not even. You have no shot. You have no fucking shot. You have to be just lucky. Every time you've ever hit on anything that can be bought in life, you got lucky. I promise you that. Because when I was using, when I was using them, the number of times that they, that you have your computer trying to access the site and check out, you can literally have it doing it like 2,000 lines, which are all representing 2,000 individual human beings trying to check out for the item rapidly. Like it's a fast speed pot and also solving captures and everything. Like it is absurd what bots can do to check out items. So I say all to say, yeah, they don't hate the player, hate the game. People just want to make money and we're in a capitalist country. It promotes that type of thing. Anyway, I'll get off that tangent. Uh, the next game yeah. is various day life. Another farming game. Move yeah. on. God damn. They <laughs> have so many of them. Factorio. I don't even remember what this is, but I don't care. Pass. Yeah. What's after that? Ib, I, I don't I, really care either. Yep. Mario Strikers Battle League expansion. Sure. This game cool but i just don't have time this is a game i really want to play but i just simply don't have time for it yeah uh Art- artilia riser so yeah. i cannot believe a third one's already being made this is another rpg i really want to play uh, i still have never played the first one and i remember when the second one came out i was like oh shit this is so cool and then like i don't feel like it was that long ago and now the third one's out i was like jesus fucking christ was the first one called Atelier iris no that's a so atelier is like Atelier Iris is a different game, but in the same universe story or whatever. Gotcha. Okay, because my best friend used to play Atelier Iris long, long time ago. Yeah. And I'm seeing this Atelier Iza, and I was like, okay. I've never yeah, played the them same, myself. It's like similar games, but they're different characters and shit. Okay. It's like Final Fantasy. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Wave 3 Expansion, Pikmin 4 announcement for people who love pikmin that was awesome pikmin 3 came out like 10 years ago i um yeah it's been a long fucking time and pikmin's a pretty niche game but it's also popular it's one of those things that's like it's in the middle of niche but really popular like everybody knows what it is but not everybody's played it i don't know i fucking love pikmin i'm very very happy to see that the fourth one is actually being made because we were in a dark age there where i didn't know if we were ever going to get another pikmin then we have just dance 2023 edition Har- uh, harvest Dude, okay hold on before we move past just dance i want to say i love commercials because they're so stupid this commercial had a guy dancing his ass like a guy that could really dance dancing his ass off by himself in his room playing just dance and i was just like this is not accurate first of all i don't think anybody plays just dance by themselves it's just not a game i can imagine playing by yourself it's a game that you have to play with other people it's like a party game yeah and I also just don't imagine people that know how to dance play Just Dance. And I he agree. knew how to dance. 
I I mean, this is a very cheesy commercial. Like, it's so fucking cheesy, but this is the kind of stuff that we grew up on in the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. this kind of commercial, this kind of branding and everything, this kind of marketing, it just gave me very nice... Like, even the one girl was wearing a jumper. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. Like, overalls is what they're also known as. Um, yeah, Harvestella, another farming game. They're God just all, they're all farming damn. games. If you guys are interested in farming games, like, you know, they're, they're out Get there. Get a switch for, for sure for farming. <laughs> Bayonetta 3, I'm assuming this is a port of some sort. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Bayonetta... So, Bayonetta 1 initially was on, like, the PlayStation or whatever. Um, but they didn't get funding to make Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta got canceled. Nintendo actually funded Bayonetta 2, which made Bayonetta 2 exclusive to the Wii U, um, which then got released on the Switch. Yeah, which then got released on the Switch. So Bayonetta 1 and 2 are on the Switch. Bayonetta 3 is exclusive to Nintendo. It's not out yet. This is a game that's coming out. It's not out yet, and it's exclusive to Nintendo Switch because Nintendo is the only reason why the Bayonetta franchise even came back. Okay, so this is a flat-out original game. Yeah, this is a brand new game. Okay. I've never played a Bayonetta. I always saw yeah. her as a bit of just a Devil May Cry, like, rip-off in a way. Yeah, it's a, it's a sexy de- Devil May Cry. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't mean that in a... I mean, I, I guess it's hard to say. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way when I call it a rip-off. But, like, it is very heavily inspired by Devil May Cry. And uh, I just, I've just i always been a Devil May Cry hardcore fan, but then I stopped playing those games. So I was like, I'm not about to stop playing those games and then start playing Bayonetta. I'm sure the games are fun. Yeah, yeah, that's like fair. that type of thing. But I just don't, I don't need those games, those beat em ups like that, that don't really have a real story. They don't really speak to me anymore. When I want to play beat em ups that are good, I just play God of War. Like, God of War has always been the king of those kind of games. If you want to combo off, but also have a fucking story. That is Legend of Zelda level broken, like amazing, like game of the year level. Like God of War has won it so many times. If you like God of War is just that guy. And so now at my big age, I just reserve playing those kind of games where you combo and beat them up for God of War. Like I'm just, that's just always going to be it for me for, I think the rest of my days at this point, I just don't, unless they make a really classic Devil May Cry somehow. Like the last Devil May Cry games have just been so different and they're trying to do like this trendy or like modern take on it i i it just does not gel well with uh what i liked the essence of devil may cry from the old days like one two and three is what i'm talking about devil may cry is one through three they just had an essence to them that i just don't think these newer ones have been capturing and until they get that back i'll i'll just keep passing on all the new ones massive detectives this game looks really cool um it's made by the people that made dongon rampa uh, which is also kind of like a detective game, kind of like Ace Attorney. So this game looks really cool. Not much to say about it. It's kind of like a visual novel, I, I from what I can gather. Um, but you like solve puzzles and shit. So this game looks uh, nice. Resident Evil cloud-based versions. I don't care. Yeah, we've uh, talked I'm about Resident Evil so many times on this already. Sifu is a game that was already out on other consoles, but I guess it's coming to Switch. Sifu looks really cool. I don't know if you saw Ant play it. Um, I don't think so. So Sifu is uh, essentially a beat-em-up game. It's a combo beat-em-up game, and that's, like, its whole point. But it has a really cool gimmick. The gimmick is you start off as, like, a young man, and you're you're really, really strong. And it's one of those games where, um, as you play, like, you're kind of expected to die, and you have to, like, go through the levels multiple times, and it's, like, hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what the really cool gimmick about this game is you start off young, and you're strong, and you play through. Every time you die... Your character ages up. You get a little bit older. 
And as you get older, your character gets weaker. You lose like your strength stat, but you gain new abilities. So every time you get older, you become more experienced and you learn new skills, wow. but you get physically weaker. And I think that's it's a really interesting mechanic and like progression idea. Um, yeah, it's unique it's, as hell. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. Okay, that's cool. And then after that is Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. You guys know I'm playing that shit as soon as it drops. So let me see if I can find a date on this because I played Crisis Core on PSP and I never finished it. And uh, Dude, same. And Crisis Core was amazing, but I, I don't just even never know why it. I didn't finish it. I can't even tell you. It's like, just like why. you just get sidetracked by shit. Like yeah. you know what the problem with the PSP was? Not that it was a problem, but because it was so hackable, we had access to so many things. Yeah, that, like it was so easy to like get distracted and play something. I else. I basically and... had ADHD with that system because of yeah. how many different things you could just play on it. It was really hard to just play one thing. Um, so I agree with what you just said. That makes, that makes sense. It just, I had too many options. And even though crisis core was amazing, it was like, well, you just, you just have so many tales of Symphonia remastered. Like, holy shit. Yeah. That was cool. That was a cool little thing that happened. I'm happy about that. I'm going to play that because strangely enough, I randomly have been thinking about tales of Symphonia and I was like, didn't the tales of Symphonia two come out? And I heard it wasn't that good for some reason. I don't really know why. Yeah. Um, but I never played tales of Symphonia two. And I was thinking about playing Tales of Symphonia 1 over and then playing Tales of Symphonia 2, even though these are always pipe dreams because where am I going to find the fucking time? But uh, yeah, but yeah, you might. I mean, on the Switch, that's the best thing about the Switch is like, <clears throat> for example, uh, next weekend, I'm going to be in Florida for my brother-in-law's bachelor party, right? You better believe I'm going to have my Switch on the fucking plane, yeah. in the hotel room, like all that shit. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's great about Switch. And I, I think that uh, I'm slowly like moving out of Monster Hunter realm where I'm not playing it as much in general. Um, there's going to be a new content update at the end of September, which will bring me back into the game really hard for like a week, probably. And then I yeah. think what I'm going to do is actually invest some time in just playing a different game. I, I need to, if I'm being honest, and this is, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the PlayStation Direct too, but I need to finish God of War. So like, yeah. I'm starting to slowly does, move out does of. Does God of War have a release date? The new one? Yes, November of this year. Yeah. So you had wait this November? Yes, the God of War game's coming out like real soon. Oh, so you have an actual deadline? Like you have to beat that game? Yeah. Yes. Like I have, I have to beat it. Um, let me make sure. God of War. Like you have a real deadline. Like not, not like a in the future. Yeah, you have no, an actual deadline. November, you gotta end that fucking game. November 9th, It comes out. Mm-hmm. So I have to finish regular God of War on PlayStation yeah, that 4. That should be the next thing you do. You got to like yes. play that tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm yeah, so I'm going to set up my streaming. I have like my whole stream set up for Switch right now. I'm going to change it over to be PlayStation and then I'm probably going to be streaming it uh and I'm just going to yeah, I'm in the middle of the game. So, you know, it's not going to be me starting over from the beginning or me playing from the beginning, but I'm going to be streaming me play God of War. For people who want to, I guess, watch that, that'll be on a YouTube channel. Uh, I'll probably post on Facebook and all that stuff about it. But uh, something I plan to do because I genuinely need to finish it before this comes out because I refuse to be left out again because I, I'm having a fantastic time playing it. But I got sick last year around this time, actually, like October is when I got yeah. sick last year. And it just completely derailed my life. And I stopped playing. It, I never went back to it. Uh, so I do yeah, want to do that. Happened. 
Yeah, that has that. So I'm going to do this. I'm slowly like, again, I'm backing out of Moss Hunter. Uh, it's not that I'm not going to play Moss Hunter, but like as far as giving Moss Hunter 16 hours a day, like I don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that at this point, it's like expansion comes out or like, you know, title update comes out, play the new content, enjoy it, talk about it on the podcast, and then move on to something else. So that way it's just not, I just, I can't imagine the next like three months of my life still being dominated by Moss Hunter specifically. Yeah, you know that just would be ridiculous. There's so much good stuff coming out. So that was pretty much like the end of the direct. And then at the very end, they like announced Kirby or whatever, like a Kirby Return to Dreamland. And then he's like, "All right, that's it for the Nintendo Direct." And then it just like closes with fucking a new Zelda game, like blatantly. And they just show these doors open, and Zelda is just dicking it like Damon Targaryen. He's running through these doors like somebody is behind this man. Well, Link is, anyways. But it's really, really cool to like just see the way they. I just like the way they ended this direct. It was very like. Yes. It was very cool. It was just very. I, I'll just Dude, use that adjective. This little teaser was fucking awesome. Like, first of all, we knew this game was being made, but we didn't know the name of it. We finally have a title. It's not called Breath of the Wild Two anymore. Yeah. It's now called The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. However, I have seen some people say, and I think this is kind of funny. Because me and I think a lot of other people assume it's Tears of the Kingdom. But I had a couple people ask me, say, hey, is it Tears or is it Tears? Because those words are spelled the same. And they don't say the name of the game. Um, and so it, I guess it could be Tears of the Kingdom. I don't think it is. Wait, but it what? Be- tears and what's the other word? Tear. Like to tear something apart? Yeah. Are they both spelled the same? What the fuck? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think they. Have, I might be real dumb, but I think they are. I yeah, yeah. Tear, tear, and tear are spelled the same way. I hate the English language. I'm just, I hate the English language so bad. Why is that a thing? Why is that? Why is that a thing? Right. You just looked it up, right? I'm not crazy. I I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So they're spelled the same. So people were a little confused as to whether or not it's Tears of the Kingdom or Tears of the Kingdom, and. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Tears of the Kingdom, based on everything I've seen in the trailer. Evidence points that it's Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but it could be Tears, because the idea of the kingdom t- being t- torn apart, because if you look at the game, the tra- like massive parts, of, there's like holes in the land of Hyrule, and there's like massive chunks of land that are like floating in the sky, and... I don't know. There's so much I can say about this game. I'm fucking over the moon for it. I, honestly, the trailer brought a small tear to my eye. Like, I was so... I'm just so goddamn excited. Breath of the Wild, I've talked about before, is, like, one of the biggest comfort games for me. Uh, I want you guys to me- know that while Kenny's been talking, I've been completely obsessed over tears and tears, and I've been looking on thesars.com and dictionary.com to get to the bottom of this, because this shit is fucking me up, and I have not recovered from it. And it's it's two it's two a.m. now. I've not recovered from what he just said, so I've been completely sorry. I'm not speaking anymore, but I gotta get to the Listen, bottom of this. It, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure they're spelled the same, which is really stupid. But you know, America, um, it's the way it is. But I just want to say, Breath of the Wild was incredible. That game brought me so much joy and happiness. I played it three times, to- three full times. I played all the way through the game when it first came out. I uh, played it again just like for fun and with my little brother. And then there was one time when I was like in a really bad way and like really depressed and shit. And I just kind of turned on Breath of the Wild and got immersed in the world again. And like it just made me feel really good. 
And yeah, it's a beautiful well, fucking game. Flight home. I was thinking about how after I finish God of War, I actually want to start Breath of the Wild. At some I would point, love if you did that. At some point in 2023, like early early 2023, because this comes out in May. And I was thinking, I want to start it, complete it, obviously before this comes out, because I haven't played a Zelda game in so fucking long. I, I really think you should. Like truly, I think Breath of the Wild is just a game that is it's incredible, and you can just sink yourself into it. Like it is just a game where you can just explore the world and really get like. You can just really sink into yeah. it and, and fucking and get immersed. It, the crazy thing is, as big as the game is, right? I have never really seen like much gameplay of it. Like I've I've watched I've seen two things that I can remember off the top of my head. I've seen a guy playing the game for like three minutes where he kept on coming across some robot that one shot at him with a laser. Um yeah. and he kept trying to get past it, and that shit was not happening, and they just kept one shotting him. And then I saw him trying to do a puzzle where he had some kind of magnet thing going on Mm -hmm. and he couldn't solve the puzzle. And he just, I was just like staring at the screen like, all right. And so those my only two instances of ever seeing Breath of the Wild gameplay were those two things, a guy getting one shot by some robot thingy outside and like these ruins. And then a guy trying to solve a puzzle with some, some like gravity magnet weight thing that I don't, yeah. I would love if you played that game because I would love to talk to you about it. Like, I'd love to do a podcast episode like you play it and then we just kind of yeah. hang out and talk about it and like you just your fresh experience and view of the game yeah, and I, then I don't know anything about it and I haven't played a, a Zelda game in over 10 years so like at this point awesome. at this point like it, it's kind of how I felt about I guess God of War when I played I haven't played God of War before this one on the 2018 God of War before that one I, uh, the last one I would have played would have been on PlayStation 3 and that had to be almost a decade before the 2018 yeah. one. Like it had to be a long ass time ago. So, yeah. I would love for you to play it, get your thoughts. And then, cause like tears of the kingdom, like that's a game that 100% I'm going to want to do a podcast on. Like, yes. You know what I mean? And how like, can that we game not, right? is, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to mean so much to me. Like I'm going to be playing it so fucking much. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very right? excited. So God of War first, and then I'll do Breath of the Wild. Not immediately after, because I'm assuming that after I do God of War, I'm gonna have to play Ragnarok. Um, but 2023, my goal before Tears of the Kingdom comes out is to play Breath of the Wild and beat Breath of the Wild. And hopefully, uh, I could, I could assign myself a calendar because then the Octopath comes out in February. But at the end of February, which is kind of more so like March, really. But I could get myself a calendar because at this point, I think I'm gonna need a calendar. Honestly, I think we are going to need one. Like, I was thinking about it. There are so many games coming out, and, like, they're, like Pokemon. Like, for me, like, there's Pokemon, I think, in no- November. Yep. And then I'm pretty sure there's, like, some other games coming out, like, in October and December, maybe. But then, yeah, there's, like, Pokemon in November. There's yeah. Fire Emblem in January. There's Octopath in February. There's Zelda in May. I'm like, where there's am I going to have more time stuff for that we're this? just forgetting, but yes, all of that. Yeah, there's stuff out. we're forgetting, and then there's like other. There's like Monster Hunter updates and Xenoblade yes, updates. It's a lot. It's like it's a lot. Shit. And then there's you know watching movies and TV shows and anime and all that other shit that we got to watch. Anime in October is going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, House yeah. Of Dragon wild. has me in a chokehold right now. Like, yeah, there's man. a lot. There's a lot going on for sure. Uh, okay, that's the end of Nintendo Direct. So I'm going to just close this out. I guess before we move on to the next segment, uh, I will take this time to give a shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. So thank you guys so much for supporting us. 
as I always say, it goes a really long way. And we do really, really appreciate the support. We have currently 38 patrons who also have access to our Discord server. It's actually more people than that because obviously as people come and go. They all had access to the Discord server when they when you first join, you get access no matter what. And it stays. Like it's not like we take it away no matter what you do. So if you subscribe for a month or you subscribe for fucking 15 months, like some people have crazily enough already done, uh, you will have access to the Discord server. So it's permanent once you're in there and I'm in our podcast Discord. But there's a lot of channels in there. And we do talk, shoot the shit, and just like rant, obviously, because what you know, what would we be if we didn't? But uh yeah, I, I really appreciate everybody who's done that for us, just like supporting us um with your dollars. Like that's actually fucking amazing that people are willing to do that. So uh as always, we give a shout out to you guys. Start off with Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garen, Xavier, Hylian, TCG Automotive, Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brissett, Vinny Casello, Alex Flamer. Andre Reynolds, CJ, WKDAT1, Dan Vrabel, Dennis Milburn, Joseph Marcello, First to Home, Dallas Ferneris, S. Akuma, Mitchell Niles, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitri Safiridis, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, Biz, Roz Weiss, Nick Stango, Scott Palera, Hanzo, our two-time national champion, Vincent Zen, Sarah Maria, Sony at the Top Cut Podcast, Alex Ahern, Philip Campa, and last but not least, our newest patron and my good friend, Jalen Haskins. Thank you guys so much for supporting us again. As I always say, it goes a long way. Uh, what did I also want to say? Oh, yeah. So we're yeah, we're releasing clips right now that are going on the YouTube channel. They are clips of the podcast videos that we have that you can only get from Patreon anyway. So there's like 10-minute clips of that. And if you want to see the full versions of those clips, like if you want to watch the full video version of our podcast. Subscribe to our Patreon and you can get access to not only video versions of the podcast, but episodes that literally only release on Patreon. Like there are at least 12 episodes or more that are only on Patreon. Like literal me and Kenny having full podcast discussions that are two hours or longer on Patreon only. Um, and we even we even did a series that I'm really proud of where we went through the history of gaming that was suggested by one of our Patreon members where we broke it up into three segments and we started all the way back yeah. from like initially we didn't know we were going to do it in three segments yeah we, it was just supposed to be like one video but then we realized how fucking big the video was and then it ended up being three segments yeah like the scope of talking about the history of gaming all the way back from when i started which is sega genesis and the, like snes the scope of going from that to playstation 4 and 5 and all that like with this nintendo switch is too much to try to cover in one episode and to do it justice. So we broke it up into three parts and that is Patreon exclusive. And it's a really good series. We also have an entire podcast episode that is Patreon exclusive on just like cheaters and Yu-Gi-Oh. Like it's just an yeah, entire yeah, episode yeah. about that. It's, it's a really fun episode. It's really funny. I use a lot of fake names for people. Um, but yes, dying. yeah, that was one of our earlier ones. So it's probably really like raw and uncut too. Cause I just, I remember not really holding back outside of actually changing people's names, but it was, the names are changed, but like they're not changed. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, they're they're changed, but they're not changed. Yes. So, uh, all right. Now for the PlayStation Direct. So it immediately starts off with a fucking banger. They saw what Nintendo did, and they said, "All right, let's rearrange our video," because they start off with Tekken Eight, and honestly, so I don't really like graphics are great. Like PlayStation has always had great graphics, and Tekken specifically has always had really amazing graphics. So it goes without saying that when I was watching this, the beginning of this video, it looks amazing. Like the graphics are amazing. But when they started fighting, 
it transitioned from a cinematic cutscene or whatever to them fighting, and I was genuinely trying to understand was that gameplay like? Oh, this trailers. So, first of all, Kazuya Jin, awesome way to start the trailer. In the rain, it's great. The way they cut, and they don't do it one time. They do it multiple times where they're literally transitioning seamlessly yes, between like cutscene to gameplay. Because like you, there's actual gameplay in there. Yes, but then like they'll do a kick, and then all of a sudden, like it's seamlessly a cinematic. You're like, holy shit! And then you're like, is that? That's not. There's no way that's gameplay. Because then like they go right back in the gameplay where you're watching like actual tech and gameplay. It's like holy fuck. And then it's back into a cinematic, and it looked so clean. And they were looking cocky, and they were talking shit in Japanese. Oh, they were talking so oh much shit. God. You know another thing I like about this? So, the Tekken franchise, the way they do fighting games, is all about juggling. Which is not some unheard of thing, right? Like, keeping your opponent above you in every fighting game is probably in your best interest if you're juggling them. But Tekken is one of the originals. It is a hardcore juggle your opponent as long as you can game. What I liked about this trailer, this this really, I caught this, is that when Jin was juggling uh, Kazuya, they made the hit like the hit box, or I should say like the way Kazuya's body was when he's being hit and juggled, they made it look realistic because I always thought that it looked funny when you see Tekken being played properly. Like I used to play Tekken with my friends. We didn't know how to juggle. We just played the game. We would go back and forth hitting each other. And that was kind of how we played it. If a person was in the air, yeah, sure. I would hit them a couple more times, but I didn't know how to properly keep a person juggled for as long as possible to get max damage out. We didn't play like that. We were children. Uh, so when I saw this and he has Kazuya kind of in the air, usually it looks kind of dumb. Have you ever played a Tekken game like back in the day? Like it looks kind of stupid when you're juggling people. Like they're just kind of stuck in their fucking hit animation. And there's like one hit animation per character. So it's not a fully developed way for it to look, even though it's the proper way to play it technically, right? When Kazi was being juggled, it looks like they worked on the idea that we know that this is how you guys play the game. So we're going to make it look right when he's being like, it just looked when you watch it, you'll know exactly what I mean. It's kind of hard to explain it, but basically his hit stun, the way his body was actually moving in hit stun and being juggled, it looked correct. And I'm just going to leave it at that. It just looked really good. Yeah, it looked, it looked really good. And I don't know. The game, it looked awesome. I fucking loved the little, because everybody knows about devil gin. I love like the little one winged angel thing they tried to do. Like yeah. the fucking he like he like grabs the thing and he has like one wing pop out and then he does his little devil gin shit and he punches the I'm fucking like Kazuya's eye just glowing red multiple times throughout the cinematic. <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was so fucking cool. It reminded me of that one video me and you watched where Ganon kept going like <laughs> it reminded me of like remember that cool ass video we watched where Ganon was fucking people up and every yeah, time yeah, he was yeah. like <laughs> Like he would just make that really cool, but it, it sounded cooler than I'm giving it. I can't really do it, but it just sounded yeah, like yeah. really awesome. He comboed the fuck out of somebody, and then he would just like fold his arms and be like, huh. it's just really cool. Um, this is just really nice. Tekken 8 is going to be, hopefully it's going to be a success. Yeah, I mean, I thought it'd be good. Every Tekken does really well for yeah. the most part. Um, Tekken 7 had a rocky start, but it ended up being incredible. I'm hoping Tekken 8 comes out the door better. Something I, I get a little worried about is like, will Tekken 8 
Well, will it take two years before it becomes really good? Yeah. I hope it just comes out the door, you know. The good, other but. thing that people were worried about, and I saw this in the comments, I think, or I forget exactly. Maybe it was in the comments. People were saying, like, oh, I'm worried that this is going to be a 2.5D game instead of a fully 3D game. Because they didn't see the character sidestep ever. Uh, no, nah, don't, they don't got to worry about that. Th- well, that's that's what, crazy. That, that's what the comments under that said was like, oh, you're tripping. Like, this is tech. Yeah. You're at, yeah, absolutely tripping. Like it's fucking tech. It's funny like, you said that. Like you, you, you immediately said exactly <sighs> what the comments under that comment said. Yeah, like that's just that's not a real that's not a real uh, worry at all. <laughs> okay, well, like it's just not even okay. remotely a real it's worry. Like dismissed next next game. Yeah. Uh. So what what is it even after this? There's like first person shooters. It's not. Not organized, honestly. It's just like a lot of nonsense. Oh, it says Star Wars Tales from the something. Oh yeah, that game looks kind of Tales cool, from the but... Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it looks whatever. I mean, I played so many Star Wars games, like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. They're fun. Yeah, uh, they're cool. Yeah. After that, there's like, I don't even know what to call this. Demo. Oh yeah. Demio. Dem- yeah. I think it's Demio. That looks really cool. Um, it's just basically D and D. But like in VR, yes. Um, I don't know how much freedom you're gonna have because here's the problem with a lot of games that try to emulate D and D is in D and D you can do whatever you want. Um, so the problem with a lot of those games is it's hard for them to simulate the fact that you can do whatever you want. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they do with it. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's D and D. And then there's some game coming out called Like a Dragon Ishin. I think it is. February yeah, that looks kind of hot. It did. Look that hot. did look kind of hot. Yeah, it's a it's a so the main character is I'm gonna just say he's a samurai. Yeah, he's a samurai. Yeah, he's, he's blatantly he's a samurai. samurai. He also has a gun. Yes, he fucking comboed somebody, <laughs> then the guy fell down and he shot him. He, he shot, shot the shit. Oh, look, I wasn't ready for that. He like sword pieced them up, and then when he shot him, I was like, oh my god. That was brutal. Then dude, the one guy had like a um he had a bayonet. He had like the musket with the blade on the end. Yeah. And he like fucking stabbed them and then like spun around and shot him. I was like, yo. Yeah, this is really cool. I'm not really sure what kind of game this is, but it looks fun. <laughs> All right. So let's see what do we have after this. There's something from Warner Bros. Oh, Harry oh, Potter. Harry Potter game looks really fun. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, January. I'm very interested in that game. I want to make a slutty Slytherin. A slutty Slytherin. <laughs> if I can't make a slutty Slytherin, I'm out. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. Uh, what's let me see. I'm going through. So Pacific Drive. Pacific Drive. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I remember seeing that. Don't even know what to make it is. This is just. I'm just gonna pass on this. Honestly, it just doesn't look like. So, one of the games that's in there that you should be coming up on that I was very interested in is, as far as I can understand, this is a Project Eve remake. Project Eve is a game that. I have been in love with and like have wanting to like really dive into for like my whole life. It's a really old game, but I never really had access to it. Um, as far as I can tell, I don't know if this is a remake or a spiritual spiritual successor, but it's now called because it said Project E it and then it like deleted it and then it said Stellar Blade. Um, I'm I don't know. This is I'm very interested in this game because I've known about Project E for a very long time, but it's a game that's always been really hard to get your hands on so this looks know, amazing I, it looks so fun this looks like I, it's taking advantage of the playstation 5's capabilities it, like, it looks 
It looks so good. Like the I graphics really and the engine, the the living ecosystem that's going on here. This shit looks so good. And then the fighting style. She did this one thing that reminded me of Tifa's move and Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm-hmm. where she like bounces and then she just becomes light and she starts flash stepping all over and hitting the enemy. Yep. And then she ends it off with like some super epic pose. Uh, when I saw that, I was sold. I, I like honestly, if you do anything that's anime as fuck. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm very interested in this game. I'm very excited to get it. Here's the only downside about this PlayStation Direct is the fact that the whole time I'm watching, I actually planned on buying a PlayStation this Christmas. In my head, I was like, I'm going to buy a PlayStation Five this Christmas for myself, and you know, whatever, cool. Yeah, you. But then, like recently, within the last couple weeks, they just officially raised the price of the PlayStation Five by a hundred dollars. Is I heard that was out of the U.S. Though is that? Oh, okay. So I don't know. I don't know. About I think that. that's. I think that that was uh, Europe and like other countries outside of the U.S. Now, granted, not to say that they won't do it here too, but um, let me just double. Let me see if I can fact check it real quick. So it says in select markets, yeah, PlayStation Five okay. price to increase in select markets due to global economic environment, including high inflation rates. So right now, it doesn't affect us but it says new recommended retail price coming to select markets in the emea apac and latam regions plus canada so a lot of places outside of uh united states so it says europe i gotta just try to get my hands on a ps5 before i get fucked yeah so europe uk japan china australia mexico and canada are getting fucked for lack of a better word uh, we are still at the same price. The problem is, though, it's really hard to get these things regardless. Yeah, that that's the other thing. Like, it's hard to even get them anyway. Yeah, so this is... Uh, but I didn't know it went up $100, even in those regions. That's still a lot. Yeah, that's what I was hearing. Um, I didn't realize it was only in select regions, but yeah. I um, I, I want to get Tekken 8. I really want to get this game, and I really want to get what we're going to talk about at the end, God of War. Those three games, I you know, I want to get all of them. Also, that so. we, we already know that that Final Fantasy VII stuff is coming out too. Reunion, yeah, yeah. So like so. we have to. I mean, you I, you could wait for the PC version, but like you kind of, like I'm I'm going to need a PS5 regardless. Like I need to play Retrograde or in, Intergrade. Did you resell yours? I don't remember. No, I never had a PS5. I've never owned one. Oh, that's that's what oh, okay. I just never ever had one. And I was going to buy one as furniture, but I was like, well. By the time I need one, they will probably come out with a slimmer version. Tell me why they dropped the weight by one pound already. So, so like the PS5s that right. you buy now are one pound lighter than the That's PS5s funny. that everyone has currently in their households. So, like the PS5 is basically already getting slimmer, even though it looks exactly the same from what I understand. It is. It yeah, is, they just probably use different components. Yeah, the inner the inner parts of it have uh, decreased by a full pound in weight, which is a lot. So I'm happy about that as well. Uh, there's this other samurai games big on samurais for this. So it was big on farming for Switch and it was big on samurais for PS5. Dude, the but, farming was absurd. But there's a game called Ronin, Rise of the Ronin. Oh, yeah, yeah, out. yeah. So, like, that game looked cool, but I was so much more interested in the one that came before. The Asian game looked yeah. so much more interesting to me. Yep. And then we get uh, God of War to end it off. So, this was actually really short and concise now that I'm looking at it. God of War. Obviously, it looks fantastic. When I saw, uh, I don't know how to pr- correctly say it, but Fafnir or whatever, um, the dog, like the wolf, I used to try to play yeah. that card in Yu-Gi-Oh! so bad because it makes you skip your draw phase. Like, if you summon it, if he kills a monster in battle, you, know, you banish, I think, two water monsters to summon it or something like that. He has, like, 1,700 attack. 
And if you kill a monster in battle, your opponent skips their next draw phase. Obviously, because I grew up playing uh, Yadagarasu, I wanted anything that would be close to it. So, but I always knew about the dog Fafnir from Yu-Gi-Oh! and from like other like Norse mythology, Greek mythology type stuff. And now this seems to be a big component of this game and like the sun. There's this one scene in this trailer where Kratos' son shoots an arrow while the two wolves are next to him. And it fucking makes the sky go from like day to night. Yeah, it like some wild shit. It looks like like if that's one of the powers that he has to turn it from day to night or whatever, that shit was insane. Like just graphically and cinematically, it just looked really, really cool. Uh also the little a, boy so grew up some. He did grow up. I thought I think it's cool because they have the same voice actor. And so I didn't know this. Um, Atreus's voice actor was voiced by an actual kid, and I think he did a good job for being a kid. He did do a good job. I um, really think that that's part of the reason why I like it. Seems I just so assumed real. it was a girl. I just assume whenever Makes I hear sense. a little boy voice, I just assume it's always a woman. Well, Luffy, Ash Ketchum, so you're right, Goku. Yeah, but in this case, it actually was a little boy, and he's grown up, and so it's the same voice actor, and you can you can fucking hear this balls dropped. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, uh, this looks this trailer was cool. I lost my shit. I got hyped. There's a couple things in the Nintendo Direct I got really hyped for and the PlayStation Direct I got really hyped for, right? So this is one of the moments I got really hyped for. <laughs> so we all know Thor, right? And we know that Thor can, like, throw his hammer, God of Lightning and shit, and, like, he calls his hammer back. So when fucking Kratos and Thor, like, when Kratos threw his axe yes. and Thor threw his hammer and, and the hammer and the axe clashed in midair, like, I got fucking bro hype. the part that got, got me so hype the part that got me was that fucking quote i sent you where he said yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. death can have me when it earns me i <laughs> lost it i said yo kratos is that fucking guy yo he really he said death is can like have worried me. about him he's like you might die or whatever and kratos is like listen death can have me when it earns me that line was so because like he's been fighting so hard and every game, Kratos gets his ass whipped. He gets healed because he's you know he's a god and all that stuff. But like, he goes through a lot. And so when he said, "You got to earn this," I I just I love I love the cockiness. Like I love that. And I love how when you're playing through God of War, and I can't wait to finish it. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm going to start this shit so soon. But I I love how when you're playing through it, you can genuinely feel his concern for his son. Yes, it's yes. so palpable. And I wasn't expecting that because he was such a hard ass in all the original PlayStation games, like one, two, and three, and then even the ones on PSP, such a hard ass because he's by himself. And he lost his family. And he, he, he loses, he goes through huge, terrible tragedies. Yeah, just trauma. And for him to have a new son and to actually really care about the boy is which he calls boy. I boy. I just really love I really love their relationship. Atreus and him, they go through a lot. And uh, I'm going to finish God of War for sure. That's like my thing that I'm going to do in October. So between yeah. now and October, that God of War game, I have no idea how close I am to ending it. I don't even have the Blades of Chaos yet. And I do know, like, I guess it was kind of spoiled for me, but I do know that I get them at some point. And I also kind of was just like, it's a God of War game. There's no fucking way the Blades of Chaos <laughs> are not in it. So I don't even have them yet. So I'm not, I don't know where I'm at story-wise, but I do a lot of exploration, which is probably gonna be an issue when i play breath of the wild as well like and when i say issue i don't mean literally a bad thing i just mean like if you're watching me play on a stream you might be annoyed with how much i just sail the oceans fuck them them. because 
if you stream Breath of the Wild, like I am going to, oh my, I I would just love to see you just get lost. Like getting lost <laughs> in that game is fucking beautiful. Like there are so many times when I was playing that game where it's like I had a mission. I was like, all right, I have to go over there. There's like something I want to do over there. Yeah. And I'm walking there and not two minutes later, I'm like, oh, what's that? And like, <laughs> I just end up over there. And then as I'm doing that, I like do that. And then I see something else. And then I, oh, what's that? Like 30 times. And then it's five hours later. I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. I got to go that way. Because yeah. there, was, there was something I initially wanted to do This over sounds there. really promising. And I love, I mean, God of War and Breath of the Wild. So two games that have always been goaded as far as just being really good. And they both have open worlds, like full open worlds. Zelda has, to me, like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, it kind of was open world in a way, but now... It's open world, like, for its time. Yes, for its time. But but when you think of open world in 2022, you know what we're talking about now, like a real yeah. living world without you in it. Like, it is fully alive and everything. Um, So, yeah, I'm really excited for this God of War. When they show Fat Thor... Which is really funny because, like, you know, Avengers Endgame, that was the last story that we saw before this terrible Love and Thor movie came out. Uh, Fat Thor is a real thing. And so they decided to use that version of Thor to fight against Kratos. And I I can't wait. Like, I genuinely cannot wait to play that because this, the first one of it is just already so good. But when when Atreus shoots that arrow at the, at the moon or the sun, it's like a lunar eclipse. I'm looking at it right now. So as I'm speaking i'm actually watching it he shoots this arrow and the wolf like rips the sky open and it becomes nighttime it is such a fucking epic scene it is a wild looking scene but it kind of reminds me of how... go ahead oh, i can't wait i just can't wait to see them fucking go at it because the combat the combat in this god of war game like talking about the 2018 one and then obviously this one the combat looks and feels cinematic even while you're playing. Yeah, like, when I'm playing it, it does have great. that. And I always play it on like a uh, 4K Ultra HD like monitor or TV, so I get like the full immersive experience of it. But yes, I, I'm i excited for God of War, and that's pretty much going to be the end of this episode of the podcast. I'm so happy we did this. It is now 2.40 a.m. Now, I yep. am... I'm actually off work for the rest of the week, so I'm, I don't work Thursday and Friday, which is really nice. Um, I told my coworkers that after getting home this late from our Nashville trip, that there's no way that I'm going to like wake up and decide to work the very next day. So I'm just that guy. So I took I took off, but uh, I'm going to get some sleep. I hope you guys enjoy. That. I'm doing soon. that. I'm doing that for my sister's wedding is at the start of next month. And I told them straight up, I was like, I'm just letting you guys know that, like, I won't be here. Her wedding's, like, only one day, right? Yeah. I was like, I'm just letting you guys know, like, I won't be here, like, the whole weekend. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, it's in another, I was like, I'm, like, I ain't got time. Yeah, you're in Florida, you said, right? Like, it's it's a lot going on. Well, no, that's for the, um, Bachelor Oh, the Bachelor, okay. Yeah, but I won't be there for the whole weekend for that either, obviously, but I won't even be in the state. Yeah, I, uh. I'm just really happy that we got this one out. Uh, I'm very passionate about this podcast. So is Kenny, clearly, because he agreed to do this this nonsense recording a podcast start, starting at 1 a.m. So, hmm. um, but we got this out, and it's a fucking almost two hour episode at that. Like we could have just skimped on it, and like let's just get an hour out just to give him something. But like we actually fully recorded an episode as though we were doing it. Like honestly, if we didn't mention 
that we were doing it at this time and like that i just yeah, got off a flight not, you guys would have no idea really like there's no indication of that I, I mean i was a little you know wild in the beginning and stuff like that but that's honestly me just loosening up over time in general like i think that's just part of me being more comfortable doing this and uh being more open and vulnerable with you know the listeners so uh we really appreciate you guys supporting us and yeah if you want to keep supporting us or if you want to start supporting us check out our patreon check out the i'm their podcast patreon um yes, as always do. as always say guys do the things that make you happy and also subscribe to us on youtube that's free you could do that for free please subscribe to us on youtube check out those clips and i'll end off by asking you one simple question is it tear or tear <laughs> fuck off Thank <laughs> you.